Welcome to Death and Aliens, an in-depth look at horror and sci-fi TV from two cousins who vaguely know what they're doing. I'm MK. And I'm Monica. Before we actually start our podcast, we just wanted to give a little glimpse into who we are and why we are doing this. Um, yeah, so we are cousins, obviously, from the tagline of the show, and we are about nine years apart in age, but we are the same person. 100%. So when I was 19 and she was 10, I thought she was the most annoying child that ever walked the face of the planet. I, I well, I probably was too, but I don't know because I didn't have someone reminding me. Um, but, <laughs> but like to the point where I used to take pictures of celebrities like Joe Jonas and Zac Efron when they were like little kids and put myself in the pictures and then convince her that I was friends with them so that she would stop having a crush on them so that they could be my crush. We're crazy like that. I still have that baby picture of Zac Efron somewhere because I just thought it was the oh, funniest thing. You need to find that. <laughs> Um, so we, as we've gotten older, we've obviously started to have more in common and realize that we like, like each other and don't find to each other to be the most annoying people in the entire world. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you ever thought I was annoying though. No, honestly, I legit, because even when I was like 10 years old, I'm like, oh, we're the same way. But then like, but I'm like 10 and she's an adult. Yeah, and I mean, that's real rough. I was a weird, I was a weird kid too. Like, I don't don't give them any shit because I was a weird ass kid. I am one of the oldest in our family, so I probably was also a really weird kid. But I didn't have anyone telling me that I was a weird kid. Plus. Monica's older brother, who's the same age as me, is a much weirder person than I am. So, like, I think I got off totally scot-free. Yeah, you did. You kind of... Well, also, our dads are brothers, and our grandma had no daughters. Um, Our aunt, like, their stepsister was already, like not a baby when her when her when my papa and grandma got married. So she never had a baby girl which meant I was her first baby girl. You were. I was like her sixth. <laughs> <laughs> so I was very spoiled and very precious. <laughs> and, and on the other side of my family, I was the first grandchild, period. Thanks. So like, I was very spoiled. But... Monica's mom's side of the family spoiled her even more than anyone in our family ever spoiled me, and I hated it. Hated it. I was like, I'm the princess. I don't understand. Because on my mom's side, I am the only grand, like, like blood grandchild. I yeah. have a stepbrother. You have well, you have um, a stepbrother, and then Papa Dave has grandkids, right? Yes, Papa Dave has grandkids. And I am the oldest, Papa Dave, literally, I'm still the baby, and I'm, like, 20 <laughs> now, and he still looks at me as, like, the baby. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, I was the only, like, um, blood grandchild to my um, 
my mom's mom and my mom's dad. So, and I've been the only one they've dealt with me for 20 years. So it's like, hey, we, you only have one kid, Anne. So here, she can have all of our income. And I felt pretty cool about that. Was it a good thing? No. I feel very humbled at this present moment, getting, you know, a few pegs knocked down on my side for the fact that, you know, I'm emotionally damaged. Being spoiled for the first, you know, like, 12 years of your life, you know, it bites you in the ass later on. (laughs) But we were spoiled in very different ways. I was very coddled and protected as a child. Um, I wasn't allowed to watch, like, anything. Um, Yeah. No one wanted me to watch Teletubbies, but Papa George let me watch Teletubbies literally. The weird thing is, I wasn't allowed to watch anything, but I was allowed to watch Teletubbies. Like, I watched Teletubbies and Power Rangers, but, like, I wasn't allowed to watch Rugrats because the kids did not behave like kids are supposed to, and that was a bad example. I wasn't allowed to watch Barney because my dad believed that any man who dresses up as a purple dinosaur and spends all his time with children is a pedophile, and then turns out he was right. Oof. So awkward. Um... Yeah, my parents were like... like, I literally, my favorite musician until I was 10 years old was... Was it the Wiggles? No, 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 no. Oh, the Wiggles weren't even on when I was a kid. Oh, wow. It was the big bopper. Like, the (laughs) 50s rock and roll. Like, yeah. My favorite musician when I was four years old was Clay Aiken. I got offered to go up on stage with that man, and I said no. <laughs> Which, and I was pissed at you about that, too, because I was like, what do you mean you're not going on stage with Clay Aiken? I was four years old, and I was scared. I regret it to this day, because who knows? I could have been on Disney Channel. I could be the next Miley Cyrus, but I gave not, up. Not with that hair, you couldn't have. That's true. Now it looks nice, but back yeah. Monica and I both have curly hair. Mine doesn't look curly right now, but when she was a kid, she, like, looked like those creepy Raggedy Ann dolls from the 70s. Her hair was, like, that curly. Yeah. Yeah. I had, I had, it it started off cute when I was a baby, because I had, like, this really temple curls, but then it turned into, I got my hair cut for the first time. Goodbye, Shirley Temple Curls. Welcome to the rat's nest. Like, you're going to cry every time your mother brushes your hair. And I did. Yeah, you Dude, did. Dude, bless dealing with this shit, because it was, I hate it now. But, so, obviously, you can tell we're weird. We're just weird people. But, sure. I, I don't know what I was going to say. No, I live in Thailand right now. Um, I was going to point to my little Thai Tuk tuk, but you can't actually see it. Um, <laughs> I live in Thailand, and I am an English teacher here um, in Thailand. Um, but my degrees in university, I have a degree in generalized theater and then in English education. Um, and I have always, always been fascinated with the idea of television scripts as novels and um, and the idea of um, how we consume information and 
the same way that theater and literature affect us now in a digital age, that is what television is. And so I've always wanted to do that. And for years, I've wanted to start a podcast. And I was sitting here for months and months just looking at my friends being like, I want to start a podcast, but I have no idea what to do it about. There's so many things I'm fascinated with. There's so many things I want to talk about, but I don't know what to do, where to start. Then I was looking at Monica's YouTube channel, looking at videos of her in high school, which I would suggest you all do because they're hysterical. For the wrong reason. For the wrong reasons. But she had this video with her friend Hope where they were talking about a movie that they were working on. And I paused my computer and I immediately sent Monica a video message. And I was like, hey, so even though sometimes you're really dumb, I think that there are things that you actually really know a lot about. And I think you would have a really good opinion on stuff we should do a podcast and luckily she said yes and didn't think I was crazy so now tell us Monica what your area of expertise is okay so I'm gonna start off a little bit with humor because I use humor to cope um I don't have a degree in anything so I am a 20 year old college dropout and I'm supposed to go into college school this fall, but with COVID hitting, it's a little scary. So, but nonetheless, uh, if you can't tell, since I am going to college school, I do beauty makeup and special effects makeup. I have done um, a short film and a feature-length film for my friend Hope. Um, one is called Dare You to Open Your Eyes. The other one is I, You'll Never Guess Who's Killing You. Um, Hope was the first person to have me ever work on anything with special effects makeup. So Hope, if you're watching this, thank you. Um, and I've always been fascinated by it. I originally, when I was like seven years old, I wanted to do fashion design. Then I sat down behind a sewing machine and said, screw that. And, um, I'm being children friendly. Here, um, I said, screw that. And then I started watching Face Off and I was like, that's really cool. And I'm also horror movies. I normally have, like, horror movie, like, posters and stuff in my room. It's just I'm redoing my room, so they are down at the moment. Um, but I absolutely love horror movies. I watched Halloween for the first time when I was 10 years old, and I laughed. But mind you, that doesn't mean I'm cool, because before then, my father would just play the theme song Halloween, and I would cry. Yeah. My father. He definitely did that. <laughs> he did. I remember I was reading, like, Edgar and Ellen, like, the, the books, and this asshole had freaking the Halloween theme song just playing in my room to keep me in my room so I would stay reading. Like, he, my father, Dad, I know you're watching this. Thanks for bullying me. Um, you made me the way that I am today. Um, but I to, um, to look at things from an interesting and creative standpoint. Not all of it has to be just like body gore. Um, it can just be something that like transforms a person into becoming like something as simple as Michael Myers, like his um, character design and being just a plain white face mask with just brown hair and gaping black eyes. Like that is something that had scarred me for the longest time and something that I think 
I, like that's kind of what I want to do. I just want to have like a simple image that can discard people as, as fucked up as it no. sounds. Like, well, and it's also it's it's fascinating because I um I have this weird perspective where I spend most of my time around eight year old Asian children. And um, there, it's funny because in America, we have this idea that like a lot of American horror movies are actually like remakes of Japanese horror. And horror is a huge, huge thing here. The number of movies that come out here that are just like so terrifying that they don't even make sense, like the plot doesn't exist, they're just scary, is so high. But, and in America, a lot of times you think of little boys liking scary stuff and like girls liking princesses and whatnot. But here it is very, very much like there isn't really gender associated to anything that you could like. Most of the girls that like I teach, they will sit there with their notebooks and draw a unicorn and a princess and Slender Man. And that's what I love to see because that will be that. Like that's the one thing whenever I do eventually find someone that wants to be with my weird ass to procreate with me and we have a child, they are not going to be anything like normal. I have a very strong feeling they're going to be very similar to me in the way that, because with, with me, like, I, I love horror, like, horror has such an influence, and, like, as long as you tell your kids, like, if you understand, like, this isn't real, it's not scary, like, someone, like, someone made that person look that way, that's all it is, and once you can break that down, Almost any movie, like, I'm, like, completely numb to horror movies. The only horror movie that has been the most absolute jarring one, which you haven't seen, um, which you have to watch when you come back home, because I know you won't watch it alone. You won't want to watch it alone, because it scares me. It's I don't want to watch Hereditary with people, let, let alone alone. You're fine. Uh, we'll bunk out, when you come home, we'll bunk out in the living room, and we'll watch Hereditary. That movie scarred me. I've watched it three times, and it still scarred me. The first time. And you get kind of numb to it after you watch it the first time because it's more um, like spiritualistic um, horror and psychological horror is the ones that gets to me more because it gets you thinking in your head. Mm-hmm. That's why I loved Halloween so much because it was, that's why I didn't like the remakes because they gave Michael Myers like a reason to go off and kill everyone. I like the originals because of the fact that just one night he said, shit, I'm just gonna kill my sister. And then he just became a completely different person See, after that. No. I'm totally the opposite because I'm so focused on plot and character. Like I, I literally got into a 20 minute screaming match with my brother one day about why there was no way that Luke could be Ray's father in Star Wars because if he was, it would undo the entire nine movies of character development. Like, I was like, that just doesn't make sense. Like, it's not real. And, like, I get so trapped up in what what characters are doing. And part of it's because being a trained actor, it's so important to know what the motivation is. Like, you can tell if an actor is a good actor or not by if they know what their character would be thinking. Like, if you're walking out onto stage, especially in theater, film is a little different because it's so choppy the way they film things is never really fully in order you don't always have the time to build character but in stage like in theater if a character walks out on stage and says lines and doesn't mean them or know why they're saying them you can tell and so for me for me that training also affects the way i watch tv because i'm like that that character shouldn't do that that doesn't make sense and so a lot of times 
my problem with horror movies comes into when it is things like a serial killer with no backstory. I don't believe that anybody becomes a serial killer without having something that triggered them. And so I get into things in that way. I'm also way more into sci-fi than I am into horror, like sci-fi and fantasy. I like world building. I like things that have a lot of mystery and intrigue in in the why but the characters are more grounded a lot of times in sci-fi you have these crazy alien planets and worlds and spaceships and time travel but the characters themselves are very grounded and that's what i really like so we have two very different like angles that we're coming at this so we thought it would be really fun to kind of explore some some stuff with our different areas of expertise. Because, like, especially with someone, like, I used to be in theater back in high school. I never pursued anything in theater afterwards. Um, being in um, just, like, the technical standpoint, and for me, like, story, I like when it comes to um, horror movies in particular, because I'm not, when I break down horror movies or horror genre, it's not the same way I would break down any other genre. So for when I sit there and analyze, like when you were saying about with Halloween, not, not liking the knowing the serial, the serial killer's backstory, the only reason I don't like, there is probably most certainly a trigger somewhere in there. Yeah. But the, uh, no, the line unknown of, well, what was that trigger? That's what I like. Because I love mystery. I love, because in, in reality, in real life, when they put you in real life scenarios and you don't understand that, like something that real can happen to you. Like, you could be the babysitter that just ends up being home on an unfortunate... Like, The Strangers, that is a really good movie to watch if you want to think about shit like that. Horrifying. The first one. Not the remake. Not the remake. Not, not, it's not called the remake. Um, not the, the second one that came out, like, I think last year. It... No. The first one, the legit... The only reason these people went and did what they did in that movie was because they answered their door. That was their only reasoning behind yeah. it, and I love it. Because there are six fucks out... Sorry. But, like, there are sick people out there that will think that way and yeah. think that, like, oh, oh, screw it. Might as well just, you know, kill someone. Like, and that's and that's based off true events, and that's what, you know, gives me the heebie-jeebies because, like, people yeah. are really that in the world. Um, also, Monica just apologized for swearing. This podcast is not necessarily going to be G-rated. Neither one of us has a problem with swearing. We're just trying to make it a little more viewer-friendly or listener-friendly. Um, part of that does have to come from the fact that I do teach elementary school. And the last thing I need is my eight-year-olds asking why I say these words. And I'm trying to be respectable. I don't have a real reason why I do it. Because I'm doing it pretty much for M's sake. If you know me in real life, I swear like a sailor, I am sorry. <laughs> oh, and as do I with my friends. But this is not necessarily that. But I also, while we are trying to make the language a little more um, family friendly, the shows that we are going to be watching, just by the nature of the fact that we're doing only horror and sci-fi television, there is a very likely chance that a lot of the shows we will be reviewing and d dissecting are not going to be family friendly. So we appreciate everyone who wants to support us and wants to watch us, but it's not always necessarily going to be clean. Family. Yeah, like right now, 
the first show that we are going to be doing a podcast on is Hemlock Grove. Um, we have actually already recorded a few of the episodes. They're still in editing. We're going to get things out to you. Um, time zones obviously play an effect on how and when we do things. But um, in Hemlock Grove, it is rated 18 plus. There is a lot of graphic nudity and violence in the show. So we are not exactly starting from family friendly material. Not, not so much a clean place. Um, we have a lot of really interesting shows that we want to break down. Some that I've seen completely, some that she's only either seen part of or none of and vice versa. Um, we think that some of these shows will be able to pull very heavily on both of our takes to a medium, like a middle ground where we both can discuss it from both um, aspects. But if either one would need elaboration, obviously whichever one we, um, person knows a little bit more about that feels or anything can elaborate on for people who are listening. Yeah. Um, we started with Hemlock Grove just because it was one of the few shows that we could think of that both of us knew absolutely nothing about. And we wanted to start with a totally fresh slate. Um, like she said, a lot of the shows she's seen the whole thing and I've seen parts of where I've seen the whole thing and she's seen parts of. And as we go through this podcast, we will, it's kind of like spoiler warning for everything that exists on television because we pull from examples from other shows things that we are noticing tropes or patterns within um so yeah none of this will be spoiler free except that when it comes to hemlock grove we are both completely spoiler free we yeah. do not know where the show is going we know that the reviews are bad like super bad really one of my very good friends who is basically like my television soulmate he and i have never disagreed on how good a tv show is we have the exact same taste in television he has not finished watching this show he's also the only person i know who even started watching this show I, if you are a 19 year old to probably probably 23 year old female or male um, Bill Skarsgård is a really good selling point. That's all I'm going to say. All I'm going to say right and now. And if you're a little bit older in the late 20s to early 30s range and you just really, really love phenomenal female empowering actresses, Famke Jansen is the lead actress in this show and she is just killing it like she always does. Yeah, she is definitely one of those characters where she... <laughs> He gets what she wants, no matter the um, the levels of prying she has to do to get what she wants. So, so take that. We, so we're uh, hoping. No, I'm gonna cut that because that's not what I wanted to start with. Um, like I said, we have already started filming a couple of the episodes, and we will give you this warning that the first season like the episode of season one episode one is very long like yes almost, almost two, two hours. hours yeah um and we're hoping that they don't stay that long but they're not going to be a very consistent length because it's just whether the episodes have a lot to talk about or not um i hope that's not a huge turnoff for people that it can get really long um but we're kind of funny. Yeah. I think kind of, we are a comedy club. 
don't sell us short. We're funny. If you don't think us we're funny, then you just have really bad humor. Well, yeah, if you don't think we're funny, your taste is terrible. But um <laughs> but also I think we are it's not just funny. I think we actually do know what we're talking about and kind of we're we're passionate about it. We like this is something that is really good for us. So we hope you enjoy Death and Aliens. Uh, I also hope that if you are one of those people who got really high at three o'clock in the morning and started looking up alien conspiracy theories and somehow found this video and watched this far, that you're not disappointed in what you've found. Yeah. Because <laughs> I know you're out there. Um, if you have any questions, you want to give us advice, you want to tell us that we suck, uh, you can send us an email at deathandaliens at gmail.com. Um, you can follow me on Twitter uh, and Instagram, both at mksuperstar, spelled E-M-K-A-Y underscore superstar. And for me, you can follow me on Instagram at monica.lynn underscore and Twitter at moni underscore lynn double underscore, which was we spelled M-O-N-I-E underscore L-Y-N-N double underscore. Two it's a underscores? Two, because Monty underscore Lynn one underscore was taken because, you know, people just out here jacking my personality, I guess. Like, identity theft. I've never had my handle stolen on anything until CoStar. I'm telling you, man. It's the astrologers. They know what's up. I had to add a bunch of twos at the end of my name on CoStar. MK Superstar. Two, 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 it's only 22. Well, 22 is my favorite number. So I usually, if I need to add a number on anything, I add 22 at the end. But I don't remember if I had, to, if I just made it 22 or if I had to add three twos. I might have had to add three twos. I, if, and the only thing that has numbers in it is my Snapchat, and it has a 13. So, and I don't know why I like the number 13. Normally, it's associated with bad luck, but, hey, you know, my life's a joke. You're just here along to watch, so. Who's who who's really benefiting? You. You. you and with that, we will see you next week. <laughs> Fun. Bye. Bye.